You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome back to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast, a podcast for fathers by fathers, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance, and fitness. And I'm excited today to have another guest. I told you guys I was going to start having guests again. I know you got tired of hearing me talk and hearing me talk about stuff I want to talk about. Uh, So now we get to talk to somebody else and you guys get to hear somebody else's perspective. Uh, Today I have with me Cliff Kohut. I'm I'm really excited because uh, this is kind of new. Like people asking me to be on the podcast is is one of the things when I put it out and people want to be on the podcast, that's exciting, right? It means things are doing well. Um, but Cliff is the director of operations at uh, functional bodybuilding, which I'm sure we're going to talk about um, because I think, like I said, fitness is one of those important things. And he's also the founder of the Reliable Dad. And if you're not following on Instagram, I'll make sure that we put that out there so you guys can follow him on Instagram. Um, but Cliff, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. I know we we talked about what you do, but but who is Cliff Kohut? Yeah, well, Rod, uh, first off, thank you for having me on the podcast. When I saw you put out the fillers for uh, guests, I wanted to make sure I could could hop on and get to connect with you. I've been able to follow and listen to a few episodes. So just happy to personally uh, be here and get to spread some uh, some information about the Reliable Dad and talk to another dad. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, so man. I'm for excited. me, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, um, you know, I, I think the simplest place to start is my name is Cliff. I'm the 33-year-old father of two. I've got a four-year-old girl and a two-year-old son. Um, I'm married to the love of my life and my day to day is very much revolved around fitness professionally and personally. So I've been in the fitness industry now, uh, almost 15 years, uh, prior to that, all throughout my youth, my dad was in the fitness industry, ran a couple gyms. I was always a part of gymnastics facilities, weightlifting clubs. So it's always been a big time, uh, focus for me. Um, and now being, uh, being a father, it's, um, you know, my focus to keep that in the forefront around the fitness pillar. Um, but as of recently, um, being as present as I can in this moment, in this phase of life, um, alongside of the experiences that, that, that I've been able to accumulate. You and I talked early on about, um, you know, hey, I'm, I've been doing this for four years. I've got four years worth of reps. You know, you've got a eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. You've got eight years and 10 years worth of reps. Uh, of being a father. And, um, you know, I've got some expertise that I can share, especially around fitness. Um, But really just coming back for me, the focus being present and being available in this time, especially as the kids are young. My wife is a stay at home mom with them. I work upstairs above our garage. And, you know, I get to go downstairs at lunch and hang out with them. And in the morning, I get to spend a couple hours with them. In the evening, I get to spend a couple more. And, you know, my goal is to spend as much time with my kids in this early, early phase of life as I can uh, to solidify that relationship and to, you know, be able to instill some of the values and teachable moments that I want to make sure that my kids have inside of them 
as they go off to those next phases of life, which for them are big. It's like elementary school and the middle school and all these other things they have coming up. Um, and I just want to make sure that, you know, I get to be the, the leader for them to help push them along in each phase. So that is where the reliable dad comes in and we can dive into that more later. But um, yeah, that's, that's me. That's where I'm coming from. Um, and a little bit about Cliff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. That gives us some context for the conversation. Um, so you got, you have a, a, a two-year-old and a four-year-old? Can you hear Yeah, two-year-old son, yeah. Uh, Andrew, and a four-year-old daughter, Emma. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Perfect, perfect. So a boy and a girl, are you guys, are you guys settled at two or are we, 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 we going uh, uh, three or what, what are we doing here? I think we're settled at two, man. I think uh, two is enough. My, um, you know, early on we said, hey, we're going for three, uh, maybe even four. My, my wife really wanted four. I really wanted two. So we settled in the middle at three originally. And then we had our son, um, you know, two years ago. And that was right uh, during and around the COVID time. And uh, we've really settled in with this lifestyle with two kids um, with where they're currently at. So I think I think we're sticking with two for now. Yeah, yeah. Two, two is a is a, is like a safe space. Like it's it's pretty cool with two. Like I have two. Um, I we did, we never even thought about three. Uh, I think we got to two and we're like, yo, this it's one on one. We could play. You know, you could get one, I can get one, and we could switch off. Uh, you know, play a little defense and we'll be okay. I think the third one would would take us out and overpower us. <laughs> so we got to two and we decided we were done, but. Uh, people are always asking right? every time they see us out, they're like, oh, man, you guys are so great with your kids, your family. So this and so that you should have another one or, or like guys are always like, when are you going to have a son? And I'm like, man, I'm I'm good. I, I found the two kids that I needed to make my life complete. And I'm I'm good with those two. And, uh, you know, God willing, something else. happens. Yeah, same here. Yeah, happens. we get people asking us all the time, especially especially the grandparents the grandparents are always asking are there more coming and uh yeah i think we're we're happy with two we're blessed with two healthy uh wonderful kids and uh yeah just very lucky with where we're at yeah yeah okay so let's let's uh let's go back in time a little bit um so your daughter's four now so roughly five years ago you find out you're going to be a dad um what was what was that experience like for you yeah. So, um, you know, around that time, I was a full-time entrepreneur when we uh, first had uh, Emma, when we had our first kid. And um, I ran my own CrossFit facility in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, um, you know, my sole focus at that time was being a competitive CrossFit athlete and a full-time gym owner. And I was juggling those two things while being the best husband that I could be to my wife at the time. And so like now it's it's, oh, we've got this kid coming on. And I started having flashbacks to my childhood in a really good way. Like I had such a supportive, um, involved father. Um, my, my, um, uh, both my dad and my mom split up and divorced when I was young. And, you know, I love my mom to death, but luckily I was able to be raised by my father. And my father took me in and raised me from the age of five until I left the nest at 18. And I couldn't have been more thankful for the childhood that I had, you know, with my dad being uh, the solo parent taking care of me. And I know that's not the story that most people get to say whenever they have a split or divorce. It normally doesn't go that the dad gets the kid and the kid gets raised by the father in the solo household. But 
you know, I had a great experience and I, you know, immediately having my first kid and my wife's pregnant and getting, you know, more and more pregnant um, in a very beautiful and amazing way. And as we get closer to uh, the, um, she's going to kill me for saying that, but she did. And, you know, we got closer to the due date and I realized that I wanted to be, um, I wanted to be present. I wanted to make sure that I was able to give this beautiful girl the same, you know, childhood that my dad was able to give me and take the pros that I learned from him and take some of the cons and try to improve upon them. Uh, but I had a really, really good base to build off of with my relationship that I had with my father um, and just know how fortunate and privileged I was to have that and to land in that situation. And I wanted to make sure that, hey, and, you know, in 18, uh, 20, 25, 30 years that, you know, my kids start having kids. Um, hopefully they can say the same thing about me. Like I had this great dad who was there, who was present, who taught me all the lessons. And I know this thing because of him. And he instilled these three or four things inside of me that are the primary, you know, um, moral pillars that I live every day on. And so I've got some of those from my dad. And I just want to make sure that I get to kind of pass those along to my kids as well. Awesome. Awesome. Now, look, you might be saving those for your kids. So if, if you're if those are in the vault and you're not not passing those out, don't say anything right now. But for those of us who didn't have a father who instills some of those things, what are some of those pillar morals and values that you, you, you plan on sharing with your kids? Yeah, so um, a lot of these came from my dad's dad, his grandfather, and um, my dad has always been one of many phrases, as I know most dads are. They've got like their catchphrases that they always have, and a lot of my dad's catchphrases came around lessons to be learned or whenever lessons were put out there. Um, he was a teacher by heart. He was a coach his entire life. He was a teacher up until he just retired, so he's always led groups of kids. He always knows how to like instill messages and values in them as he coaches them and to grab their attention. So um, I think his phrases and his mottos were kind of his way to do that. And um, so, you know, I'll share a couple with you. I won't share them all, but just a couple of them that um, he, he always came back to and um, were one is honesty is the best policy. And so when, when in doubt, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, honesty is the best policy. You you have to tell the truth. You should tell the truth and you should feel motivated to bring that into every interaction that you have, whether that's being 100% uh, genuine in an interaction or it is spilling the truth when you've got to fess up to something, honesty is the best policy. And then the other piece um, that I kind of reflect on daily is everything in moderation, including moderation itself. And so just making sure that you're moderating your lifestyle, whether that's the really positive things that you're doing or when you're relaxing and you're taking a little downtime, maybe you're on a vacation, maybe you're just like, hey, I put in enough work today. It, you know, it is time to just take a little relaxation time at the end of the day. I'm going to, you know, it's nine o'clock. I want to turn on Netflix. Great. Everything in moderation, right? So you're not going to binge watch 15 shows. You're going to put on a show and watch a show and you got it out of your system and then you move on. Um, so just those are the two big pillars that Right now, kids are young. They're not really grasping those concepts too much right now. Uh, but the four-year-old and two-year-old, yeah, fessing up with honesty is big. And then kind of teaching them moderation when they uh, when they really need things, right? They need that extra episode of Bluey or they need that extra hour of tablet time, um, you know, trying to instill those values as best as we can early on with, with things like the tablet and uh, their shows. 
Yeah, I like that. So I've heard everything in moderation. I haven't heard that second part of it, even moderation. That's a good one. Um, cause I think we, we hear the everything in moderation and that just means to us to like limit the amount of things we do. But even in the limiting, there should be some limits, right? Like you have to allow yourself to have some freedoms to be able to do the things that recharge you or, or kind of give you the energy to continue going forward. So I like that, man. I'm, I might have to use that. I might have to use that. <laughs> Take it, man. Take it. Take it. Yeah, it's a good one. And yeah, that extra step of moderating your moderations will keep you in check when you're like, okay, I'm just doing this to take a little me time or I'm just doing this in this very, um, you know, limited fashion because maybe I'm afraid to go all in. Well, it's like, wait a second. Yes, you need to moderate, but you need to moderate your moderation as well. And know sometimes it is okay to go all in. Like you've got, you know, for you with the Fit, uh, Forfeit Father podcast and, and fatherhood, um, channel in, in your business, like you had to go all in on that at some point in time. And if you just moderated your involvement and just kind of did it for a while, it probably would have never grown to where it is now or in the future where you wanted to be if you're always like, you know, half in or just kind of halfway pushing in. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was funny. I was looking at some old content that I have from, I think last year, uh, just looking at stuff because I'm going to be traveling. So looking at stuff to maybe repurpose or repost. And I saw something that said that uh, it kind of is similar to that is like um, it's easier to be 100 percent in than 99 percent, because when you're 100 percent in, you're fully committed. You don't give yourself those options to lay back or relax. Ninety nine percent gives you two things. One, it gives you choices like you can choose to push a little harder or you can settle for 99 percent or you're always chasing that one percent. So you never get to the point where you feel comfortable and confident in what you've done. You're always chasing it. So. I like that. I like the moderating, the moderation. And that's, that's awesome, man. I, I'm definitely going to, uh, I'll make sure to mention you though. Like I won't just steal it straight up and be like, yo, this is <laughs> like, I made it up. No, I'm like, <laughs> Cliff's dad said, and then in quotations. Right? <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't quote me, quote the, the OG, uh, you know, yeah. Papa Koa. I'll, I'll make sure you get yeah. his handle too. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, okay, so that that's really cool. I, you mentioned you mentioned CrossFit, and I'd be remiss. My brother would would get on me if I didn't say anything. My brother, um, I don't know what he he's not doing much of it now because he's in Malaysia, and actually I'm a, I'm gonna be visiting him uh, over the next couple of weeks. But uh, he was a, a part time CrossFit coach uh, while he was working out in Michigan, and his wife is a competitive CrossFitter. Um, she's kind of slowed down because they just had a baby. Well, not just had a baby; he's two now. But it's kind of slowed down through the, you know, the pregnancy, but picked back up and we're back, right back to competing. Um, so he, he, if he heard the podcast and he heard you missing CrossFit and me not mention him, I'd probably get a text or a phone call like, bro, like shot me out. So, <laughs> so shout out to my brother, Phil, his wife, Tracy. Uh, she is a beast. She makes me feel bad. I'm a strength and conditioning coach, but every time I see her or I see videos of her competing, I'm always like, Jesus Christ, man, did you really, like, I don't, I, Never mind. Like, I don't even want to see you work out. Like, don't post the videos. Just stop it. Like, I, it's cool. All right. I don't care how many muscle ups you can. Like, it just doesn't matter to me anymore. You can beat me. It's cool. <laughs> and like, it's already bad enough that my brother is bigger, stronger, faster yeah. than me. But now you are just going to rub it in, huh? Like the, the super family. <laughs> yeah. And the CrossFit athletes, I mean, this. Yeah, just the most well-rounded athletes out there, in my opinion, just being, especially the competitive CrossFitters, you know, doing the Olympic lifts the way they do it. Um, I'm still very close with that community in my day-to-day -day that I do 
uh, with functional bodybuilding and obviously have deep connections with uh, the gym that I used to own. I sold that business, uh, but still very connected with that um, that group. And, you know, that gym is still thriving in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, let's let's uh, let's talk about fitness, man, because I, I think I obviously think it's one of the most important or one of the more important things for, for fathers to to be paying attention to. But but obviously you have a connection in, in fitness and then, you know, your father being involved in it and kind of it being the, the, the through line of your life. Um, what's the importance, in your opinion, of, of fitness and fatherhood? Like what's the what's the best or what's the connection, I guess? Yeah, I think the connection is, in my opinion, again, I am very biased from my perspective. Again, like you said, I've been in health and fitness my entire life. That's what my dad did. Those are the values that he instilled in me. I invested and was a part of this business that was CrossFit and, you know, everything around fitness, health, nutrition and working out. So my opinion is it is the base for everything. And in the, it's the base because it's what keeps this physical body alive and as present as possible for as long as possible. And so if I am hit, I'm fit, I'm healthy, I'm eating well, I, you know, it, whether it's hereditary, um, the combination of hereditary, and then also uh, the inputs that I put in on a daily basis, if I can be fortunate enough to not have chronic diseases, diabetes, health disease, uh, heart disease, um, you know, strokes, all those things that impact people and their longevity in life, I want to be here as long as I can as a father. I got blessed to be a father in 2018. And I want to make sure that that, you know, 2018 hyphen goes on as long as it can into the future. And I know that if I'm not paying attention to my health and fitness and doing those things in a way that promotes longevity, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming back to the core value, which is like, I want to be the best dad and the most reliable dad I can for as long as possible. And if it's up to me and I have some things that are inside of my control, like exercise output and nutrition input, I'm going to do my best every day to maximize both of those. So I want to make sure that my physical output is pushing longevity, making me healthier, making my biomarkers that I'm going to check in with my doc every year during my annual physical look better and better and better every year, or at least be able to plateau as I get older and not let them decrease as most people do. And then also the nutritional inputs, making sure that every decision that I'm making when I am putting something in my body, that is the best thing for me to be here as long as possible. And I think we all have days when we skip the workout. We all have days when we eat the cookie and we all have days when uh, we do things that we shouldn't for sure. But it's just making sure that you have a good understanding around nutrition, health and fitness to make good decisions long term, because um, we all want to be anybody that's a father wants to be the best father they can for as long as they can. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think kind of like a, a, a secondhand thing, too, is like when you are taking care of your health and fitness, when you're eating healthy and you're at least uh, putting your health as a priority, a trickle down effect is like your kids see that and then they do that. Right. And so they have a better quality of life. Um, and so that's like on the last episode or I think it was the last episode, I talked about legacy and how, things that you leave behind. Um, that's one of those things where it's extremely valuable, right? Like if you leave behind your bad eating habits or your bad health habits then your kids don't get to have the long life that you want them to have. And so I agree, man. I think, I think the health and fitness piece, obviously, again, I'm biased too. Um, but the health and fitness piece is extremely important. And I think a lot of guys miss that, right? Like we're guys, like I was talking to my dad this past weekend 
And um, he was like, when's the last time you went to the doctor? This is this is old man conversation, right? Like, when's the last time you went to the doctor? And I'm like, <laughs> we're, like, where'd that come from? Like, you just, we're just talking about the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's been, it's been uh, probably, yeah, but I, it's been like six months since I've been. And he's like, yo, you need to schedule an appointment. Schedule, I don't know what's, what's wrong with you. Schedule an appointment. And I'm like, okay, man. He's like, you pay for it, you should go. You go every three months. He's like, because if you if you get sick and you wait six months sick, he was like, it's not going to get better. Like, it, it, you may not even know when you're six months into the sickness. So he's like, you should be going more often. Um, I'm like, dude, I'm healthy or whatever. But it, yeah. it's important. It's important for us to to take those doctor visits, but then also to manage our fitness on our own. And it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be CrossFit Games level fitness, right? You don't have to be the fittest man on earth, right? Right. You just need to be making sure that you take care of of your your fitness some somewhat daily, um, and then make sure you're eating healthy, like you said. So if you want, if you love fatherhood, you want to be a father for as long as you possibly can. So that piece is really important. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, you hit on something early on around make, you know, being a good role model. That's where it it started for me. And I know that's going to be an impact on my kids. Like for me, I followed my dad around. I don't know if you remember the old school Nautilus gyms that had like the circuits that you would follow, you would go through and hit the circuit training, make sure you hit the different muscle groups. I remember being 10, 11, 12, following my dad through those gyms and just, I would pull the pin for him. He'd be doing a drop set and, you know, he would do his first 10, I'd pull a pin put it back in. And then I would follow him along as he was doing his hamstring curls, as he was doing his pec flies, as he was doing his dips. And I got to see him, you know, one, be disciplined in this thing that was important to him, which was fitness. And I got to be a part of that. And I wanted to be a part of it. And I got to see how um, it affected his life and his, um, you know, day to day as a gymnastics coach and as a gym owner, you know, it was a big part of his, his livelihood to be healthy and to be fit long term. Um, for that. And then the other piece that you mentioned um, ar- around, um, you know, you don't have to be the fittest on earth. You don't have to squat four plates. You don't have to do these things that are so intense, which as men, and I'll pick on men for a little bit. I know women do it as well, but men specifically going to the gym and you start ego lifting or you start looking at the leaderboard and everybody wants to be the top dog or the alpha dog. And that's cool, but that's not going to create longevity. And I think that, again, as a father, you have to come back to what's going to keep me around for the longest period of time. And you know what? Blowing out your knee because you tried to squat what you squatted in high school just isn't going to cut it if you did that before summer and now you can't go to the kids' softball games or help them train. Like You got to keep it all in perspective. You got to know why you're training and keep that as your primary focus while you're starting a new fitness routine, continuing one, or even trying to progress as an individual. And, you know, if your livelihood is to be a competitive athlete, then you've got, you've got another pillar there where it's like, okay, this is how I'm paying the bills. This is how I'm paying the mortgage. You're going to have to go all in there. Um, but as far as, you know, if somebody that's a desk jockey or works behind a computer like me, um, you know, I don't need a, I don't need a fitness related injury to sideline me from, from my day to day. Yeah. 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 So, so let's, let's pivot a little bit. Let's, uh, let's talk about your new venture, right? Let's talk about the reliable, let, let, let reliable dad, but let's talk about the name. How'd you, how'd you come up with the name? I think that's a kind of a cool name. So where'd you, where'd you get that from? Why reliable? Yeah. 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 I feel like, um, 
for any business venture that I've been on personally, I'll speak for myself, the naming of it has always been the hardest part. Whether it's like I find something and then it already exists somewhere else or it just doesn't have the right ring to it or it doesn't encompass what I'm trying to do. And so I landed on the Reliable Dad because I kept coming back to this, what, what do I want to be? What do I want to be at the end of the day, at the end of this journey that is life? What do I want to have be the definition of me if I could put it in a quick tagline? And, you know, if somebody called me reliable, like that is awesome. And if my kids can say that I was a reliable dad, then that would be even better. And so that's how I landed on the reliable dad. And then that further kind of encompassed everything that, you know, was the reason for starting this, which was to promote intentional presence, to promote being with your kids as much as you can in, in as um, high quality and impactful ways and impactful moments in their lives, depending on where they're at in their journey and their phases of life, and also where you're at in your journey and your phases of life. So um, that's kind of how we landed on the Reliable Dad name. I like that. I like that. I, you know, I've seen you. I've seen you post about that, uh, the intentional presence piece. And I, I know we talk about presence. It's just like in the fatherhood community, right? Like all these these uh, pages and podcasts I listen to, we we harp on presence and being present. And I've started to get to the point where it's like, okay, we've 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 put our foot in the door, right? We're present now, right? But now that we're present what's next, right? And I think we've talked to, talked to a lot of guys to death about being present, but not giving them the next step, right? Once they're in the room, now what do they do? It's like telling guys they need to go to the gym, but then not providing them a program to follow. They just go in and like, it's not osmosis. Like we're not just going to get in shape because we walked in the door. We're not just going to be a better, we might be actually, depending on what kind of father we were before we walked in the door, just being in the door might be enough. But Talk to us a little bit about intentional presence, because I think a lot of us have heard the be present. And so now we're like, OK, we're going to limit some of these things and we're going to just be in the room. But there's a difference between being in the room and being present with intention. Um, can you can you share with us the difference between the two? Yeah, yeah. And I'll start quickly on where you kind of started on that, which was this like, yeah, if you go into a gym, you've got to have a plan. You have to be intentional with what you're doing there. And just by by way of being there, you're going to be better off for your health and fitness is if then if you didn't go in more than likely more chances, the, the chances are better that you're going to be better off physically when you go to the gym versus if you never showed up or you didn't walk to commute to the gym that day. So um, you have to have a purpose. You have to have some guidance. Like you said, um, you know, I look at it as you've got these different time blocks during your day. You've got these different tasks and things that you uh, have during the day. You have these different hats that you wear. And whenever you show up somewhere, be 100% in on it. So right now I'm talking to you um, and I'm 100% on promoting this thing that is the reliable dad. Um, in about an hour, I'm going to go you know, back to my full-time job and be 100% on that. And I'm only going to be focusing on that. I'm going to do the best job that I can there and over deliver in those areas based off of the guidance that I had from my employer. And then in about two hours after that, I'm going to sign off for the day and I'm going to put all my distractions aside and be as present as I can with my kids. And so that's where we go into intentional presence. And that is, yeah, no one's really told you what you got to do as a dad. But I think that we all know that we have to be leaders. I think that we all uh, know that we have to and we get the opportunity to 
present these different and provide these different values to our kids to follow and to emulate and to coach them and to teach them. And we only have a little bit of time, you know, early on, we have a good amount of time. And as we go through life, we get a little bit less and just making sure that when we have those moments with the kids, it doesn't always have to be a lecture. There's a lot of time for play. There's a lot of time for fun. There's a lot of time for the daily tasks that we do, like morning routine and bedtime routine and, and eating meals. But just making sure that we're making each one of those moments, really focusing on what it should be. When it's meal time, we're all sitting down together. We're enjoying that time together. When it's time for us to play and um, maybe get better at baseball or softball, then that's what we're focusing on that time. So just being all in in that moment, having a reason, having a purpose for for what you're doing. And yeah, you can't put everything into a tight, confined box and define it all, but doing your best to do so, um, I think is is a good approach. You know, there's some... There's some time that you can block off for free time and a little bit of playtime. Absolutely do that. But I think having a reason and purpose for each hour, each task that you're doing with your kids and, and, and scheduling it out is, is very important. Yeah. Yeah. So do, do, for, for the guys who are just, you know, we just got our foot in the door being present. Do you, how do you manage to, to be intentional about your time? Are you scheduling it? Are you using the calendar or do you just kind of, know that I have an hour and then just whatever happens during that hour. Like, what are you, what is, how are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So um, this is where I always lean on like, Hey, I am again, I'm the 33 year old dad, father of two. I've got a very flexible job that allows me to work from home. I've got minimal commuting time. My kids are young. They're at home. So it's easier for me to be a little more flexible with my schedule right now. And I know as I, as I get older, as my kids get older, we're really going to have to structure that time as best we can. But right now, um, the time blocks kind of just come naturally around the things that me and my wife want to achieve on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. So if she needs to go head off to work in the evening, she's a gymnastics coach, then great. I know I'm going to have three hours dedicated to hanging out with my kids. I could sit inside and continue to work and throw them you know, on the TV or I could say, great, we've got this opportunity to, uh, we, live, we live close to the beach, to go to the beach and hang out, to go to the skate park. We just started kicking that off and like learning the balance bikes and doing ramps and just making sure that, you know, again, the time that I get to spend with them, I have some purposeful, um, you know, items planned out. For me, it's generally on just a weekly basis. I'll look ahead and just see, okay, I've got Monday afternoon with the kids. Let's go to the skate park. I've got Tuesday afternoon with the kids. Let's go to the beach. I've got Wednesday afternoon. Let's stay at home and let's do an activity. Again, they're young, so it's pretty simple for me to come up with some activities to keep them occupied and to teach them some lessons. But, um, you know, I'm up for that journey of making those um, those items and those activities a little more diverse and challenging over time. But with the four-year-old and two-year-old now, it doesn't doesn't take too much to to keep them occupied. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's funny is it, it, as they get older, it seems like they need more to be occupied, but they don't. Right. Like it's just if it, if, if you take the time, like you say, we're, we're going to go to the skate park. Right. As they get older, they just need less, uh, less prompts from you. Right. Because when they get to the skate park, they're like, OK, I know what I want to do. Right? I want to hit this ramp. I want to do this. I'm going to do that. And so they're just like taking cues from you, but they already have a plan. Right. Right now you have to be the plan. You have to say, oh, let's go hit this ramp or let's try this or let's try that. So it kind of gets easier. The part that gets different, and I, this is from my experience, and it may be different for other people, it probably is, right? That's, that's the way the world works, is they get more stuff on their schedule, 
right? Because they, like you said, they start going to school and then, they, you know, eventually have homework and they have extracurricular activities. And so you have to be a little more crafty about how you get that time. But I think it goes back to scheduling, right? Everything I try to, as much as I can, I try to schedule everything um, the week before, right? Or maybe two weeks before if I'm lucky, because that way I can look forward, like you mentioned, look forward to the week and go, okay, I've got these time blocks. What can I do with that? Like what fun thing can I do? Or what, what, what enriching thing can we do? Or what, maybe we just go and we just hang out and have a burger. Like we just talk, right? Cause my oldest daughter, she likes, she loves hamburgers. I guess she got that from me. And so, you know, we'll just find some, let's go to a burger place and we'll just sit down and we'll have burgers and fries and let's just, let's just talk like what's going on, what's happening at school, just normal conversation, right? It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Uh, I don't have to be coach dad. I don't have to be like teaching life lessons dad. I don't have to be like, you know, I just get to be Rod for a second and she gets to be herself and we just talk about, you know, whatever, or if there's something on the TV and while we're in there, like, I think we were, uh, we went. Uh, what was that Thursday or Friday? Cause my, my youngest, they both act as well. So my youngest had a commercial, uh, commercial shoot and they can only have one parent on set. So my wife went this time. And so me and my oldest went and got a burger and the Dodgers were on it's Dodgers and somebody. And she was like, she was talking about one of the guy's hair. And it's like, his hair is so long. And we just, just hanging out. Like, just like, like it was me and one of the fellas just hanging out, having a burger and a soda, like I don't even drink soda, but I had like a Coke Zero and she had like a root beer float and like, it was just hanging out, you know? Um, but that's one of those things where I think that that time sometimes gets, it gets missed, right? Because it's just like a, a random block of time. He's like, all right, well, we're just gonna chill at home and you can just go watch the TV show you like. And I'm gonna go to my quote unquote man cave and do my thing because I need to decompress. But I think that time is, is, better spent if you can look forward and find okay this is what i can do or this is what we can do and we can kind of enrich each other because i felt really good after it right like i did it for her but like shoot i had a good time like i i enjoyed it and so um i think we as as fathers do need to uh look at the schedule a little bit find those times where we can we can be different versions of ourselves right um and, and really enjoy the time that we get with them. yeah and i think it's the um the the intention around it right it's like you had those you had that block of time and yep you could have gone off to the man cave she could have gone off to the tablet and engaged there but it was the the purpose behind like hey i want to spend time with you let's go do this let's go have a meal let's engage let's communicate and that's all it needed to be was just hey i'm you know i'm choosing you my daughter over everything else right now and i just want to spend time with you i just want to engage with you and you don't have to say all those things but your action of you know, taking the car and driving to the restaurant or driving to where you guys went to go have that moment, you know, it was impactful. And I, I remember those moments as a kid with, with my dad when, yeah, I was me, you know, as the son, I was chosen over other things. And just that act of being chosen over the other things that could come up are, you know, some of the more impactful moments that you have as a kid. And that's another pillar here for the intentional presence is just, yeah, just being purposeful with that. And like, hey, I'm, I'm choosing you over that. And your action and how you're doing it uh, promotes that. And it's very, very obvious to them and they can feel it. Yeah, yeah, they definitely can, man. They're, they're very aware of energy, right? Like even the young, even little kids, right? They're aware of, uh, of energy and attention because those are the two things. Energy, attention, and love are like the, the three things that little kids are always looking for. 
and they're very aware when they're not getting it right especially like the younger they are all they want is your attention yep. right they just want you want you to hold them they want you to play with them they want you to look at them like they're that's why they're always saying dad 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 like they want to show you stuff or they want to talk to you about stuff or they're tapping you or you know they just want your attention and that doesn't really go away they just learn when you're going to give them attention and when you're not or if you're going to give them attention and or if you're not and they just start finding it other places right and or and then they start giving their attention to other things because they're not getting that reciprocating attention right they're not getting that energy back from you so they start moving on to other things and a lot of times people talk about older kids um you know they don't listen to me anymore they don't want to hang out with me anymore they don't want to you know they don't want to hang with dad anymore i'm too old or i'm not cool and i always think man like that might be true. You might not be a cool, you know, because to a, to a teenager, you're not that cool. Like just to be, to be completely honest. But when when you're when you're when you're giving them interest and you're interested in the things that they're interested in, they don't mind you being around. They don't mind you hanging out. Like they don't mind you telling dad jokes. They're like, yo, it's it's not funny, but you know he cares and he's hanging out with me, so I'm I'm cool with it. Um, but when you kind of are giving them that that like wall, which I think a lot of us give because we we don't share our emotions and we're we're stoic and we're tough and we have to be that sometimes. Uh, kids learn, you know, that's not going to give me that energy, so I'm going to go somewhere else and, with my energy and get it from somewhere else or do it somewhere else. And I think we have to be aware of that. I think a lot of us miss that we're losing that attention because we're not giving that attention. Easy peasy. Yeah. So I was going to, I was going to uh, kind of go back into the reliable dad. We got the kind of the gist of why you created it, the name. Um, but where, where are you, where are you directing that to? Where are we going with that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so right now we're still very early on. Um, I put this out to the universe, you know, little over two weeks ago. So still very early on. Um, but this has been an idea, obviously, since I became a dad, but more solidified um, in January of this past year. Um, I've had some life events that happened on my end that really just made me want to start writing down some of my thoughts and opinions and perspectives on this phase of life that I'm in with my kids. And I started compiling this, you know, some of it was, you know, my opinion was just scribbles and gibberish. And then other things started, form, uh, you know, falling into fully formed thoughts that, as I started connecting with other dads around, like it either started resonating with them or I was learning from them. So I was like, this would be a great opportunity for me to put these thoughts out into the universe in this thing that will be the Reliable Dad blog and newsletter. So I have people subscribing to that right now. Um, and the hope is that I can share content specifically for me. Again, that's, it's an opinion based, it's my perspective, it's where I'm at in my phase of life and some of the lessons that I've learned that I either wanna share with dads that are in in my phase of life as a dad or in their phase of fatherhood that I'm in, maybe coming up on that and they can learn from it. And then for other dads that are beyond that to be able to reflect on that and, and see what they could take from it where they're at. So that's one leg of this. Um, I wanna make sure that I can push out those perspective and thoughts. Um, and then the other side of it is to be collaborative. I wanna hear from and connect with other dads and other fathers that are making presence a, a, a big focus for them and how they are, you know, scribe, uh, are striving to be as present as possible. Um, they're striving to be fit for long-term health and longevity. They're striving to be um, 
great professionals and wherever they're at, whether it's an entrepreneur or a doctor or a lawyer, whatever their profession is, they're striving to be as, as, as great as they can be there. And then on the other side of things, on the wealth component, you know, making sure that they have focus there as well to ensure longevity and make sure that their family is supported long-term. So that's the collaborative aspect of it that I don't want to be just the guy sharing my opinion. I want to be the father that's sharing my opinion on things and also being collaborative with others. One, selfishly, so I can learn. I'm very curious. I want to continue to learn from others and make myself better, uh, but also for other fathers to be able to share their perspective and to be able to relate um, to other fathers that are out there. Because not everybody's going to relate to to my message and how I present it and my background, and that's a-okay. Um, but I don't want that to be the blocker that is, you know, spreading the the word of, of being reliable, of being present, of being healthy, of being wealthy for your family as a father. And there are people like yourself out there doing it already. And, you know, to be collaborative with other big names in the industry is great, but also help other dads that want to come up and share their perspective um, is really where I'd like to lean into with the reliable dad long-term. So hopefully a term, you know, hopefully a, 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 a long form podcast and some video content for people to be able to engage with, whether it's on YouTube or uh, via um, uh, podcast would be a great way for us to start that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? It seems like, it's always like, it seems like there's a bunch of people in your, once you get into a, a niche or once you get into an industry, you your reticular activating system is turned on. So that's all you see, right? And it seems like, oh, everybody's doing this and everybody's doing that. It's not really the case. And even if it was, right, your perspective, your individual take on it is going to resonate with somebody in a, a way that mine wouldn't, right? And the way that I talk about it or the way that I describe it or my situation, my journey is going to be different than, than how you bring it up or how you perceive it and how you address it. Um, so there's plenty of room, man. And I'm, I'm excited. I didn't, I didn't realize how early in it it was for you. Um, but I'm excited to see where the growth goes, like what, what you do next. I'm really re excited to see what the reliable dad becomes. Um, and, and I'm glad to have had you on early in the process, because when we come back to this thing in three months, six months, a year, and I'm like, oh man, did you see Cliff on, uh, <laughs> On uh, uh, what is what is the show? I don't even watch TV. What are like the shows that are on? I don't even know what they are anymore. Good Morning America or something like it's one of those shows. Like oh man, Clip was talking about fatherhood on Good Morning America. You know, and then I got to. There's got to be right. Um, and then I, you know, I go back and find the clip, this clip, and I post it, and like oh, Cliff, you know, alumni Cliff, he was on. Yeah, so I'm 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 excited, man, because I think anybody. Anybody that's taking their fatherhood serious um, is is an important person in this world because you have an opportunity to change the world in your household with the people of your household, and those people go out and affect other people in the in the community. Um, and I think that's how we do it. I don't think there's one person that can just go like you know Thanos and snap their fingers um, and change the world like that. But I think if each one of us kind of carries our load um, and helps build. A solid group of people inside our house. That group of people can go out and network, market good for the rest <laughs> for the rest of the world. Hopefully, you know. Um, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm absolutely. To do. And that's that's what it's all about for me is just creating those connections with with other dads. You know, obviously forming the strong family unit that I can as the father and as the leader of of my family. But then also, yeah, connecting with other leaders of other families and just 
yeah, again, you said it earlier, I said it earlier, just knowing that my voice isn't going to resonate with everybody, but if we're connected to other voices and other opinions and other perspectives and we can communicate, we can talk about those things, we can have these open discussions where, um, you know, I can lean really heavily on fitness and then maybe I connect or collaborate with some other dad that's like, real estate and wealth and passive income is everything in order for you to be the best dad possible, then we can connect with that individual and take some lessons learned from them and know that, hey, there's a, there's a little balance here. There's a little give and take, and there's always a differing perspective and something to take from that. 100%. 100%. Um, you mentioned fitness, and I, I, we kind of talked about it really early in the podcast, never really got back to it, but the functional bodybuilding, that's something you do online, right? Yeah, yeah. So functional bodybuilding, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work for this company for about two years now, um, but um, it's ran by founder Marcus Philly, who is a great father in and of himself. And he's got two young kids and a family that he takes care of. And really, I actually just talked to him a couple of days ago about this, but like, he was a big inspiration for me to actually open up and go into this thing that was the reliable dad, because I, again, got to collaborate with him, have got to learn from him and see him and engage with him. Um, and the business that he's created. So functional bodybuilding, online um, uh, training program that's based with some group training. You can follow the training online or you can hire a coach um, and get some coaching around nutrition, around physical fitness. If you're just starting your fitness journey, that's usually like one of the more, more ideal ways to start. Like we talked about earlier, like you can show up to the gym with an app on your phone, but you know, unless you're really in it and you can engage, sometimes those things are hard to engage with for the program that we have. We've got as, as much advice as we can put in there to make it still easy for you to engage with and move through and learn. Um, but some people will like that additional coaching support. So we offer that as well. Uh, so people can engage with the coach or just with the program. I like that. I like that. I think, I think a lot of people, Especially guys, man. I, when I when I talk to guys, or, or ladies too, right? But ladies don't really listen to the podcast, so I'm talking to guys. <laughs> There's always this feeling of like, I've got to get in shape to go get in shape, right? Like I, I'm not ready yet to get to the gym, you know. I, you know, next week or next Monday or you know, I'm gonna start next month. And there's always like this, like getting ready to go to the gym. And a lot of that is 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 fear based. But I think when you have a coach or you have a program, like I said before, walking in that door, you got your foot in. But now you got something to follow and something to engage with and something that kind of shows you what to do and how to do it. I think it sets you up for success. And I think one of the things in fatherhood that we miss is like we don't really get a program like there's no there's no coach. There's no fatherhood coach. There's no program. There's no uh, no one really telling you how to be a father unless unless your dad does. And, and a lot of our dads I know my dad never had the fatherhood conversation with me. He talked to me about manhood and things like that. But he never said, hey, when you become a father, X, Y and Z is going to happen. Or, you know, this is what you need to do as a father. He showed me him being a father. And then when I come to him with fatherhood questions, he's like, oh, see, yeah, I could have told you that. But well, you didn't. You know, you didn't really <laughs> you didn't really lay those <laughs> out for me, man. You know you know, wait for me to come to you with the questions. Like you could have just, you could have just said that before, but uh, that's not necessarily something we do. And so I think that that's one, it's really cool for fitness because a lot of people are lost there. Um, but two, something that this podcast and, and social media and your, your content, I think is, is kind of that, that roadmap for people, for fathers to kind of find their way without stumbling. Um, so I think it's a really cool idea. I think it's really cool that what you're doing, what you're building, 
like I said, I'm super excited to see where it goes. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to tell people I know you. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm excited, man. I appreciate it, Rod. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, man. It's been a great conversation. Of yeah. Of course. Before we, before we hop off, though, I do have two questions for you. Uh, well, three, technically, but, but two questions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, you know, it's a fatherhood podcast, a podcast for fathers and by fathers. And so I'm curious to know from you, because um, I ask this on every episode, but I feel, I feel like I get a little bit of a different response each time. Um, so I'm curious to know what you think. Um, what does fatherhood mean to you? Well, I've got this fresh on the brain because I just put out a re redid some content around this. Um, and I've had this thought in my head on, you know, what what does fatherhood mean? And, you know, I think if you're going to define it purely, it's the state of being a father. And, you know, when I think about state, I go into like this chemistry, you know, state of matter, of you know, liquids and gases. I mean, I go down that route. But for fatherhood, I think it is how can you balance all of these inputs that you're going to have? that are gonna create your different states of who you are as a father, right? It's like, how can I handle the uh, external stresses of finance, of relationship, uh, spiritual, mental, marital, physical stressors that come onto my life? And how can I filter those? One, to become a better individual, solve those problems as I can, but to present myself as dad, with those inputs coming into me. So I've got all those inputs coming in on a daily basis that affect my mood, who I am, how I can interact with other people, the time that I have during the day, depending on what's coming up and how do I get to present myself to my kids? So that's what, you know, fatherhood means to me is like, how, how can I filter everything that's coming in to me as dad? And then what does that allow me to present myself to my kids? And not that I have to filter and vet everything from them and put on this mask, but I am going to try to solve problems. I am going to have daily inputs that I get to deal with as dad. And then how do I get to present myself to my kids? Because that's always our number one obligation. My opinion is to present ourselves in the best way possible and show them, you know, real moments, how we're going through things, the diligence, the disciplines that we have to engage in some of those things, but also, um, you know, just to let them know that sometimes things are tough. Some things, things are hard and they're going to take some time to get through and, Again, yeah, just handling inputs and what output I get to give my kids. I like that. That was probably the most well thought out reply that I've gotten. Um, <laughs> you gave a really, really, really good answer. You know what? I, I, first, you you start talking about chemistry, and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to like we have to dumb this down for some people. But then you brought it back. I wanted to divert from back. that as quickly as I could. <laughs> uh, no, but that was really good, man. That was really good. I. I I can't say that I disagree at all. I like all of that. Um, that was really good. Um, okay, so you've got you've got you're gonna have the newsletter. You're gonna have podcasts at some point. You're gonna have the YouTube channel. You got the the Instagram page, and all of that's gonna be geared towards fathers. But what's the what's the the overarching? What's the message that you want fathers to hear? What is it like? If you can narrow it down to one thing, what is that? What is that message you want them to hear? Um, maximize the phase of life or the phase of fatherhood that you're in. And the first phase of that is acknowledging and being aware of where you're at. Maybe it's pre-fatherhood and I'm, you know, we're getting somehow to connect me and you to people that are not fathers and they made it this far through the podcast. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe this gets clipped out into an Instagram clip, but, you know, acknowledging where you're at, being aware of that, and then trying to be the best father in that phase that you can. And, 
that takes, again, awareness of where you're at um, and then also perspective on where you want to be, right? So it's like, I got to know where I'm at. Um, I got to know where I want to be and where I want to go in the future and just maximizing those areas. And that's why it's always in this thing of fatherhood and creating a roadmap for fathers or a, a book to follow is almost impossible because, you know, me, Cliff, with four-year-old and two-year-old kid that I had, you had two kids at one time that were four and two, and they were two years apart, but your life was probably and was probably completely different in that phase of life than where I was at, right? We can both be aware that we have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, but all the other factors around that are completely different. And, you know, where we go trajectory-wise and where we want to head off into the future can be different as well. So, yeah, be aware of where you're at in life and be uh, in fatherhood and then be aware of uh, or have the perspective to know where you're going to be in the future in fatherhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay, let let. So the podcast is taking off. The social media is taking off. The the YouTube is taking off. And then you decide, you know what? I'm gonna scale it back. And I want to just put a message out there for two people, right? Not all the dads. Not all the people that are gonna eventually be listening to you after your your uh, your interview on Good Morning America, but but just two very important people. Um, and those are your kids. What's the message you want them to hear? Um, that's a tough one. I had really quick answers for the other ones and my mind's going a few different ways right now, but I think for, for both of the kids, um, you know, the message is to take care of your responsibilities. Um, you know, if you're going to have, you know, I've been able to be blessed with the two kids that I have. So when I, you know, talk to them or I get to share a message with them, it's like, hey, you're my priority. You're my responsibility is is my job and duty to take care of you now and to set you up for success in the future. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, pay pay attention to responsibilities, focus in on, on where you are right now um, and always have those plans for the path forward. I like that, too, man. Look, you you you. You're three for three right now. You're batting a thousand. I like it. I like it. Um, look, man, I really appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it. it. As I said before, I, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you you taking the time out of your day, right? I, I know you've got other things to do. And as a father who's busy, I know that time is extremely valuable. So I appreciate you taking the time um, and squeezing this one in. I know I'm gonna, my schedule's crazy and I'm going to be gone for a while. So I appreciate you taking the time, man, to, to get this done and and to share with us your journey and the things that you're doing and, and the, the stuff that you're building. Um, and so if guys want to find you, obviously they've got to go to the reliable dad on Instagram, but if they want to reach out to you, uh, they want to subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So the best way to, to do that is just through Instagram right now. Just go the reliable dad um, on Instagram. I've got all the links there in my bio to either subscribe to the newsletter can reach out and DM me right now. That's the best way to get in contact. So if you want to collaborate, you want to share some content, you just want to reach out and uh, share a story or two with me, you can do that through um, Instagram Messenger. Um, and then, yeah, the reliabledad.com. Uh, the reliabledad.com is my website as well that you can visit. Um, that's where the um, the uh, newsletter is, is hosted and you can subscribe there as well. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, Go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.